Welcome to another episode of Planet Brain Fluff, where you and I explore personal growth and entrepreneurship together through the lens of overcoming challenges and embracing transformation in the process. I'm your host, Jamila Eckel, and today's episode is all about healing trauma, big or small, and how that can unlock your full potential too as an entrepreneur. Before we dive into today's topic, let me reassure you that trauma might not be what you think it is. A lot of times people believe that trauma has to be this huge thing that impacts your life in very obvious ways. For example, being a war or sexual abuse survivor. And while this is also true, those are huge traumas, right? Trauma doesn't have to be something seemingly so big or obvious though. Trauma can show up in many shapes and forms, and I wanted to say this because I want you to realize that a lot of us have some form of trauma affecting our lives and businesses, and that we can actually do something about it. And I want to normalize talking about trauma because there still seems to be this this sort of like taboo around this topic, while unfortunately it's quite common, and if we don't acknowledge this part about ourselves, then the whole, you know, having experienced some form of trauma thing then we're losing out on our potential. We're losing out on the experience of life because, you know, your business is so intertwined with your personal life and vice versa. And I personally believe that after experiencing several traumas in my own life and seeing hundreds of clients in my private practice as a psychologist, processing traumatic events in their lives, the trauma can teach us where we need to heal. And if we do heal, Life simply gets better, and I don't want you to miss out, and that's why I created this episode. So let's dive in. I want to start by sharing a personal story with you. Throughout my life, I've carried the weight of anxiety stemming from a birth trauma that left me struggling with severe social anxiety in various spheres in my life. And these challenges have really hindered my ability, for example, to network in my business or ask for help. And and it's also left me feeling very, very lonely. But over time, I discovered the power of healing trauma and its profound impact on my personal and my professional life. For me, it was essential to understand that my social anxiety and fears were deeply rooted in a traumatic experience during my birth. Apparently, from what I've heard from my mom, I guess that as a little baby, I was super thirsty because I sort of choked in the amniotic fluid, as yucky as that might sound. So when I came out of the womb, my skin had turned completely purple, bluish, and I didn't breathe for several minutes. Now, that was very traumatic for my mom and dad in the first place, right? I didn't respond to anything and failed all of those newborn tests that they do, you know? But... I was a fighter and when I got into this world immediately the human survival instinct took over right and that script of survival has been running me and my life for more than 30 years of my life. Actually I never realized this until I went to therapy sessions because of the skewed relationship I had with my mom since the divorce of my parents which is a whole other story right I'm not gonna go into depth here but my therapist back then asked me exactly the right questions. And so suddenly I had this epiphany that my relationship with mom was influenced 100% by my birth. And that whole realization allowed me to reframe my anxiety and start uh, trauma processing therapy, also known as EMDR, which is short for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. 
And no, I had never had some kind of conscious memory of my birth, obviously, which usually you need for, for doing EMDR, some kind of memory. But I knew that the stories that my mom had always told me about my birth, that they were the truth, right? So I had some kind of um, image in my head because of the stories that my mom told me. And that was enough information for me to be able to basically form some kind of memory or maybe it was a f fake memory whatever you want to call it right I, I could reconstruct what probably happened back then when I was born and I had strong visuals with that and I also felt sincere sympathy for my baby self I was very sad that this had happened to my baby me and so we worked with those visuals that I created and the feelings during EMDR and I remember that during one single session I had felt this fear of that little baby lying in the hospital and I had experienced the coming out of the womb, quote unquote, as dangerous and scary. I had felt the panic of the medical staff and the fear that this evoked inside of my baby self. And more importantly, my present self in the end learned to soothe and comfort my baby self during that one session. This all happened in the course of one session, right? So this might all sound really woo-woo or weird to you. And it was back then for me as well. I couldn't really even, even fathom, to, you know, I couldn't begin to even grasp what was going on. Um, other than that I now understand that it was incredibly painful and also at the same time incredibly healing. I went from the deepest lows and extreme fears straight to the feelings of compassion, love, forgiveness and gratitude within the time span of one single hour. My fear of medical staff in the hospital reduced, right? The relationship with my mom instantly improved right then and there after that session because I didn't feel the responsibility for her any longer. That feeling was gone, almost like magic. It felt unreal. No more intense, crippling fear of disappointing her. Whereas I have felt that way for the, for the whole of my life back then, right? And this was when I was maybe 31 years old or 32 years old, I think 31. And sure, I was still a bit worried at times that I had hurt my mom or something, um, but this kind of worry I could handle, right? Worry that stems from trauma, I can't even explain it. It simply takes you over and you cannot control that kind of fear. So can you imagine that if those feelings were still controlling me up to this day, that I probably would have been way slower in doing and finishing my daily business tasks, simply because my life was hijacked by my brain before. There were days where I felt so overwhelmed and guilty about something that happened towards my mom that I wasn't able to function well enough to like write out a podcast episode like this one, for example, or email back my clients in a proper way or follow up with potential new clients or even answer a freaking phone call, right? The anxiety was so debilitating that I couldn't get stuff done most of the time. It was all consuming. Now, that wasn't just the fear of, you know, um, feeling responsible for my mom and the fear that I had hurt her in a way or disappointed her. That were that was also because of other ways and uh, things that I was worried about. But this was really a big, big theme in my life back then. And it was, like I said, very all consuming. 
Now, this is just one example from my personal life where trauma can subconsciously create fears, worries, and self-doubt or dysfunctional beliefs about yourself as a human being, but I could give you countless examples of my clients too. Let me share with you another story, but this time from one of my clients. In fact, he was 81 years old, 81 years old, and came to me about a year ago because he was socially anxious as well. During his life, he had never learned to properly connect to other people, even though he truly deeply desired to feel connected to other people. And the only time he experienced deep connection was with his wife, whom he had been happily married to for the biggest part of his life. Now, this man was afraid to make mistakes in front of other people. We're talking extreme fear of failure and fear of judgment here, right? Imagine that, walking around on this planet for 81 years and suffering from these kinds of feelings for almost all your life. I really felt like I, I felt sympathy for that man, right? And he came to me and said, Jamila, I want to spend however much time I have left on this planet without these, this exhausting, crippling fear. Now, can you please help me? And he went ahead and told me all about his past, his youth, his early childhood, and how that had impacted the rest of his life. And as it turned out, he experienced some pretty impactful traumatic events during his early childhood. A lot of them were medical related, but most were related to his upbringing and his abusive father. Now, he didn't want to go there at first to the part where his father treated him really, really poorly. And I respected that. And so we started with the quote unquote easier traumas for him, the medical ones. Those were severe in itself, right? And after a couple of sessions, he got less fearful of the hospital, which is pretty darn useful when you're 81 years old already, because chances are that you will need to go to get hospitalized at some point, right? But he also got more confident in being able to handle these heavy emotions now. And so he gathered all his courage and we started tackling the father wound, so to say. And that was where the real magic started to happen because ever after several sessions of EMDR and rescripting therapy, he started to heal his younger version of himself using his present self the same way that I did um, in, with my, my birth trauma. And the fear of that young boy slipped away and made place for more self-confidence during those sessions. And he could now deal with his dad. That's what he, he called it himself. He could now deal with his dad instead of being scared of him. He could now stand up for himself in a respectful way and be basically the adult that his dad never was and never could have been. And my client changed on a deep, profound level over the course of maybe, let's say, 14 sessions in total of one hour each. And during those sessions, we had tackled his attachment style, causing his severe social anxiety, fear of judgment and fear of failure. And attachment styles are pretty hard to tackle with regular therapy. Those are the hardest kinds of patterns, um, behavioral patterns that are to be interrupted, right? Due to, with, with the help of therapy. But EMDR is sometimes really good at tackling those patterns. And now he felt able to go to the hospital and get his eye surgery scheduled. He had to go undergo eye surgery um, you know, for, I'm not sure, I think it's glaucoma, or I'm not sure what it's called in English, um, some kind of medical condition that you get when you're, you're getting older, right? And we're talking, that therapy, that surgery that he had, had to undergo 
We're talking about a needle in your darn eye, right? No, his fear wasn't completely gone after the EMDR, but isn't it really just normal to be scared of someone putting a needle in your eye? I mean, seriously, right? <laughs> that would scare me. Um, but his nightmares were gone, though, and he felt like he was able to handle it now, handle that, that kind of surgery, which sometimes is simply all that we need to feel, right? We sometimes just want to feel that we're a little bit more in control and that we are able to handle it. Now, my client and I both didn't believe in ourselves enough, causing us to avoid all the kinds of situations that might be overwhelming, anxiety-inducing, or otherwise stressful, right? So avoidance causes a lack of results. If you do what you did, you'll keep getting what you got. If you stay inside of your comfort zone all day, every day, nothing's gonna change. The comfort zone is called comfort zone for an obvious reason, right? <laughs> um, but sometimes, though, Doing that mindset work doesn't quite cut it. You try your hardest to change your behavior, take more action, not avoid things, right? Because you understand that avoidance doesn't work. But in the end, you still fail. And then you sort of like um, get yourself, you talk down on yourself and you are punishing yourself for it, right? In some way. Not because um, you, you don't feel because you're a loser, even though you, your brain might might judge you that way, right? But because your subconscious brain isn't on board with your conscious part of your brain yet. Subconscious layers of the brain can therefore sabotage you on a conscious level. When you have trauma left in your brain somewhere, chances are that this might happen. And that part of your brain, that subconscious part of your brain, needs to heal in order for for uh, that part of your brain to feel safe enough to hop on board with you, with your conscious part of your brain. It's really all about safety. Our brain is all about safety. And um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard this before, but like 95% of all our feelings, emotions, thoughts, and behaviors are actually in the subconscious parts of your brain. So can you imagine that if you get your subconscious brain on board with um, you know, changing whatever you want to do or, or building up your business, if you get that part of your brain um, on board, can you imagine what that would do for your results and for the action that you might be taking? Now, when it comes to money mindset, for example, it's sort of the same thing. There might be underlying money traumas causing the unhelpful money beliefs to occur inside your brain, but it doesn't have to do with trauma alone. It can also be caused by societal beliefs, cultural beliefs, um, things like generational beliefs and money spending patterns, all of the things, right? Uh, it's, it's much more complicated than just trauma, which is always the case, basically. <laughs> Everything is always more complicated than you want it to be, right? Um, but our relationship with money can greatly impact our entrepreneurial journey, as you might be able to imagine. Like for, for years, I myself struggled with a very unhealthy money mindset influenced by societal beliefs, generational patterns, personal fears. Like, for example, the Dutch people are very uh, cheap, <laughs> cheap people. So, yeah, we have all these like uh, societal fears around money, right? Now, for example, my parents, when it comes to generational patterns, my parents were very good at spending money. And in Dutch, we would say that they had a hole in their hand, quote unquote. So um, meaning that every penny they earned must be spent. At some point, 
They were earning like 8K a month, which was a lot of money at that time. That wasn't in the present day, right? That was in the past. They couldn't save any of it. My parents literally never saved a dime. Now, they did invest in a house, but that was basically it. Um, no savings, no um, like, you know, investments other than the house. Nothing, really. So now what did that teach me and my sister? For example, the belief that money is there to be spent or money is to be shared, not to be saved, right? We need to share the money with the people that we love and so on and so forth. So I wasn't a good saver either. And to be honest, a couple of years ago, I got in big trouble financially because I had not saved anything. And yet I overspent for months because I was done dating my boyfriend and I didn't want him to pay for everything because, you know, money was there to be shared, right? <laughs> um, and I really, it wasn't just that, but I really didn't have any insight in my own financial situation very well either. So not because I wasn't smart, because I had a, you know... Um, uh, universe, university degree, right? I had a master's in science. So that that wasn't um, because of my intelligence, but it, it was really just avoiding the whole topic of money altogether. So do you now see what avoidance does? So in my case, avoidance caused me to be in 20k debt, be in trouble with the tax company, um, not be able to fix my car, and I couldn't go on vacation. I couldn't even like buy myself new clothes, right? I was I couldn't uh, go to the uh, dentist. Like I postponed on that. All all kinds of things that affected my health and my well being and my emotional well being. All of that, right? Um, and it wasn't until I had healed these old generational patterns and the money traumas that I was able to shift my perspective and then develop a healthier relationship with money. So healing those belief patterns, those mind scripts helped me in paying off the 20K within two years, actually, while also at the same time building up savings and buying myself a new car. Now, this year, I'm going on a vacation probably four times a year. And this is not to boast, right? I'm just trying to explain what the healing did to me, for me. Um, I'm going on vacation probably four times this year and I'm going to visit my favorite country in the whole world, Japan, for the first time ever, which has always been my childhood dream. And if you really know me, I love Japan and I'm a total sucker for games and like anime series and all of those things, if you're familiar with the terms. Um, but anyways, so my point is you can, in fact, change your mindset around money by healing these wounds and these patterns that are deeply rooted in the subconscious part of your brain or in society or in your generations, you know, um, the only thing you need for that is a little bit of time, ironically enough, money to pay for a therapist, of course. Um, yeah, that's you, you always need to invest in some way, shape or form, right? And a teeny tiny bit of courage to step outside of your comfort zone, look yourself in the mirror, face your fears, right? I always tell my clients, this isn't really about the situation or the trauma itself that you've experienced. This is about you not trusting yourself that you can handle the emotions that are attached to the situation or the trauma. If you trust that you're able to handle your emotions, you would have processed it already, right? Now, the conscious part of you is probably like, yeah, but I do trust myself with handling my emotions. I think I do it fairly well. That might be the case, but what about your subconscious, right? Um, are you 
willing to look at your subconscious part of you and see what fears are underneath there. Like what is hiding in the dark, right? All kinds of beliefs and mind scripts might be standing in the way of getting better results in your business. If you're not currently getting new clients or selling your offers, chances are that if you've tried all the strategies, that you have something subconsciously blocking you from making it happen. Okay, so this is true for many facets of our businesses. For example, if you're not the kind of person to be able to set healthy and consistent boundaries towards your family and friends, this might influence the amount of time and energy you can spend in your business. People-pleasing might be at the core of your chronic fatigue. Fear of judgment may be at the core of your intense feelings of overwhelm in your business. Heck, even our health and physical well-being is influenced by our past experience and traumas, whether those are big or small traumas. And all of those things flow straight into your business, affecting your business results, because guess what? You are your business and your business is you. And you're probably the only employee in your business right now, right? Or maybe you have some people trained to be you, basically, who take over some tasks like a VA or social media manager, right? But still, you decide the course for your business. You decide the journey and the destination. And if you're not doing or feeling very well, then your business is probably not doing or feeling very, very well either. That's a consequence, right? Your your con- Your audience can feel your energy through whatever you put out there. So whether that is social media content or a podcast or whatever, doesn't matter. So if you want better results in your business, beat that fear. Learn how to stop pleasing people. Learn to set healthy boundaries and heal the reasons why you can't yet, why you cannot set those healthy boundaries or why you cannot stop people pleasing. Heal your body, your mind, and your soul so that your full brain is on board, not just the conscious part of you. Traumatic experiences can shape our sense of responsibility, often burdening us with obligations that limit our own personal growth. As I embarked on my healing journey, I discovered the freedom that comes with redefining responsibility and reclaiming personal power. When I healed the birth trauma, I stopped feeling responsible for my mom's happiness. As soon as I healed my childhood bullying trauma that I never even mentioned here, but I experienced that too, I started stepping into my own power and finally dared to show up as my true self, shining my colors brightly, shining my light into the world. This completely changed my branding, my content, even my voice, literally my voice now sounds so different compared to before. The me from a couple of years ago spoke in a more monotone voice compared to present me. I have more emotion in my voice now because I am not scared to be heard anymore. And through my voice, I therefore now connect on a deep, deep, emotionally deep level to you, to my audience. Can you imagine what it would be like if I do this podcast episode in a more monotone voice? I talk like this all the time and you'd be so bored out of your mind, wouldn't you? You'd stop listening and I wouldn't have blamed you. (laughs) So we need to keep our audience focused and entertained in a way, right? And so tone of voice goes a long way. Same as with facial, facial expressions on video. A lot of introverts don't feel confident uh, on camera mainly because they don't uh, really feel like they're not interesting enough or they'll get judged. 
And first of all, yes, you will get judged. It's a human nature to judge. So it's only natural that you're getting judged, but introverts often have trouble expressing themselves to the outside world because we use our introverted brain functions more. So that's only a logical consequence of being introverted, meaning tone of voice and facial expression might truly be a thing for them, for, our, for us introverts. So our introverted brains aren't wired to extrovert, to act outgoing. It's a skill set that we need to learn and practice. Same as with extroverts who need to turn inward a little bit more. Right? Um, um, we all need to develop our brain functions that are a little underdeveloped, <laughs> so to say, because that's where the growth is. But before you can learn how to be more outgoing and extrovert, before you can actually learn that, it's faster to first heal the underlying fear of judgment and fear of failure, right? Now, not every introvert has this, but a lot do. So if you feel like you can be on video, if you feel that, like truly be confident that you can be on video, even though people judge you, it'll be so much easier and faster to learn how to do video well, right? It makes it way faster to improve. Healing does that for you. So learning more extroverted skills can be really useful in business, not because you need to be on video, not at all. In not at all in fact like you can also just write content you don't have to be on video you don't have to create a podcast you don't have to do anything because it's your freaking business but if you learn to express yourself better in general you can basically improve your writing skill your video creation skill your podcast recording skill your sales skills your marketing and therefore you can increase your results and if you learn to express yourself better you then connect better to your audience and people want to feel connected to you before they buy because their subconscious brain feels fierce too so they need to feel safe too and we provide them with a feeling of safety through connecting with them on a deep level we make them feel safe do you see that now all right so that was a lot, wasn't it? So we've gotten to the end of this episode. And as we conclude today's episode, I hope you've gained valuable insight into the power of healing trauma and embracing personal growth on your entrepreneurial journey. And remember, by understanding the roots of anxiety, shifting limiting beliefs, or those mind scripts that I've been talking about, setting boundaries, overcoming physical challenges, redefining responsibility, and embracing your true potential, you can unleash the full extent of your entrepreneurial capabilities and truly make a difference in your audience's lives. Thank you so much for joining me on this transformative episode of Planet Brain Fluff. And always remember that healing trauma is a journey that requires patience, self-compassion, a little bit of courage, and support from other people. You can go at it all alone, but that's going to take a lot longer for sure. I can guarantee you that. As you continue on your path of personal and business growth, I hope you find the strength to overcome your own obstacles and embrace the fullness of who you are. Until next time, keep growing, thriving, and shining your light brightly. I'm your host, Jamila Echo, and this was Planet Brain Fluff, the podcast part of Success and Biz Magic. Now, if you want to know more about me, or my background story, or you want to find out what kind of services I have or freebies, 
everything you need to know you can find on bizmagic.mykajabi.com. So go over to bizmagic, that's biz with a z, bizmagic.mykajabi.com.